SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O-U-R at checkout. Hey kids, are those ancient records getting tiring in these troubled times? Finally time to get your ass off the couch and make something of yourself? Well, of course not, because there's yet another podcast you'll be recommended and not actually listen to. Put on your fun hats, we're on our way. You're damn right. All jokes aside, if you're a fan of the Grind Hours podcast with Joe Leo, you'll be right at home here. Want to know that the Ford Bronco is back? Guys, the Ford Bronco is back. Indeed, the Ford Bronco is back. Alongside those pressing news snippets, you'll get complaints about the Wilpons, Bobby Vanilla, and the New York Mets as well as riveting life advice from the resident love swami, Nicholas J. Paradis. I saw condoms in my son's plastic bag when we arrived at the house. Two packs with 36 each. Jesus Christ, dude. Subscribe at your local podcast depository, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. New episodes are posted weekly every Friday. For our weekly advice segment, please send us a message over at anchor.fm slash children's programming pod. We always look forward to hearing from you. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. <laughs> You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours Podcast, recording this Thursday, almost noon Eastern time. I have, again, we skipped a week because of scheduling and, and it just was hectic, but we got the picks in, but he is back to defend himself with all of his picks. With more than just a sentence, Jack Hopkins. How you doing, Joe? It's uh, it's good to be back. I just want to say, I only honestly think the reason that we, the only reason we didn't do picks last week actually, is because uh, for the first time in the season, me and Joe went head to head on a pick. Uh, he locked the Bucks at minus eight and a half. I locked my Atlanta Falcons at plus eight and a half, and I won. Now I think that was my only pick that came yes. through that week. And I Two went weeks ago, that was your only. Selection yeah, so and I, I that, that was my only that was my only loss. Yeah, so I that I got destroyed that week by Joe, but the one that I got was the one that he didn't. So I, I was happy. Last week, Jack, you went two and two. I also went two and two because of a bad, bad Chargers Broncos game. So the yearly standings through six weeks, I am 12, 12 and one at five hundred. You are two games under at ten, twelve and two. I would be 500 even without the the push. Actually, I would be over 500 at 13 and uh and 12 if yeah. I didn't have the uh mistaken of the uh the the parlay. But I 
I don't like this week. Just off rip. I don't like the board this week at all. Um, I'm gonna go first because I actually have the Thursday game. Go. And then we can we can ro- roll from there. So my first pick, my first lock of week seven in the in the NFL is Arizona minus the three. I just with all of the injuries, both Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are out. Marshawn Lattimore is out. Andres Pete is out. Um, there's somebody else on the defense that I'm forgetting that's also out. So I don't know how New Orleans is going to much, much less cover the number, cover the guys that in the actual football field. I don't know how that's going to happen. And I don't know how whoever's starting at quarterback, whether it's Jameis or it's Andy Dalton, who the hell he's going to throw the ball to. So I think this is going to be an ugly game again, much like the, uh, the Washington Chicago non-game last week i feel horrible for al michaels but i shouldn't because he took a a boatload of money to to go over to amazon to announce these terrible games but i think Mm -hmm. this is going to be another terrible game honestly it might be three nothing and it might be a push that's how bad this game might be so but i'm still rolling with arizona even though they looked dreadful last week against seattle giving the points at home against the new orleans saints um, so I, I haven't picked this as one of my locks and I am now gutted that I didn't because if I, this was probably close to it as one of my locks and I was going to lock in the Saints at minus two because, uh, at uh, plus two, sorry, or plus three, maybe if the line's mm-hmm. three now, it was two because I don't know if you know this, Joe, the Cardinals haven't won a game at home in over a year, over a calendar year now. They haven't won. They, they're they, the Saints are rolling out replacement players. Their entire right. team is hurt. Yes, but they they almost beat the Bengals last last week with it. Yeah, okay, they have lost Andreas Pete, who's a massive you know uh, a massive loss. But they've been without Thomas and they've been without Landry the last few weeks. The Cardinals are a bad team. They just lost Kyler's number one weapon. Now, of course, DeAndre Hopkins is back. Robbie Anderson signed for that team and stuff. But that doesn't negate the fact that the Saints are going to sack Kyler. A bunch of times. He's been absorbing sacks recently. The pass rush is going to be great for that team. I really do feel like the Saints could just go in there and win this game. But I mean it, it could be one of those one of those games that I think it's going to be a bad game. I think it's going to be a bad game offensively, mm-hmm. whoever's playing QB. But um we, we we'll have to see on that one. That's not one of my locks though. Um one of my locks is um this one confused me. This was I'm gonna talk about this one first because it makes the most sense to me. Um there is a team that that is um that's five and one and they are playing um sorry getting that up here now um the the giants are playing the jaguars the giants are plus three they're given points they're being given points they're on the road they're five and one they're playing outstanding football their defense is absolutely great at the moment yeah okay their offense isn't great but they're getting the job done and the jags are two and four and not, they're not looking great i mean yeah okay Trevor Lawrence got two rushing touchdowns last week. I can't see him doing that again for the rest of the season, right? And they're being given three points. This is just an absolute no-brainer to me. I would have taken this if it was minus three, the Giants, but it's plus three. So I'm taking the Giants plus three uh, at, at Jacksonville. This one to me, I almost took, and I, funny enough, I almost took the Jaguars. And Giant fan, all my Giant fans in my life are going to be like, how the hell are you taking the Jaguars? <laughs> this line stinks. And when a line stinks, you go the opposite way. So for me, if I was picking this game, I would go Jacksonville. But I, I I understand why you're like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I'm getting three points here. Um, I would take the Giants on the money line. I wouldn't take them at the points. But that's just me. My next pick, 
And this is just I'm gonna call this week the poo poo platter because I, I I really I really hate this week. But I'm taking Houston on the road in Vegas, take getting the seven points. I believe in Davis Mills. I, I do not believe in this uh I don't even know what to call this Raiders offense. Um I don't like the Raiders defense at all. I know Mason Crosby will probably be in the backfield shaking Davis Mills' hand 17 times in this game. But I really like the running game of Houston. I like some of their weapons in Houston. I just think that this is way too many points for a Raiders team that hasn't really given any of us confidence over the first six games of the season. So I'm just going with the points and, and give me Houston. I think this is fair. I mean, Devontae Adams doesn't look like it's just a misdemeanor, so it looks like it's he's only he's not going to miss any games at least for this season. Um, is the way it's 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 looking. The fact that's up. happened though is ridiculous. The fact that he's actually facing misdemeanor charges is ridiculous. Yeah, the guy yeah, popped that's out a, of nowhere. That's a that's a topic for it like that you could talk about. I think for a long time. I think that's oh, yeah. just more what the NFL is doing. But you know, Hunter, they're going to get Hunter Renfro back and stuff as well. I said this is like a perfect line which is why I think I'm avoiding it as a lock. I think seven points is a perfect line for this game. So um, I'm sticking in New York for my second my second pick. And I'm going to pick a team that I somehow have been picking pretty much the entire season. It's been working well. They're almost always underdogs. And that is Joe Leo's New York Jets plus the 1.5 at the Broncos. The Broncos are bad, guys. Like, I don't, like, I, I know that it's in Mile High City. I know that, you know, Russ has got a point to prove, right? It Russ doesn't matter. That play. That's why this is at. It was yeah. at three. So this line, let me give yeah. you. It's actually now at one. Are you good with one? Yeah, I I'm good with one because so you're, Joe. You're, okay, you're saying like, I, I'm right. taking this line. I, I'm taking this line. I think the Jets win this game because I I really feel like the Jets defense has been absolutely outstanding. Now, obviously, the Broncos defense is also a really good entity as well. But since Zach Wilson's come back, he's won every game. He's looked competent. He's looked fine. Um, and he's doing the best thing for the team, which is not throwing the ball, which is handing the ball to one of the best running young running backs in the league in Brees Hall, who, Joe, you're probably absolutely ecstatic with at the moment because he's him. just absolutely outstanding. And and the Broncos the, the Broncos look bad. The, the one thing I'll say is I know you said Russell Wilson's not uh, is in is in question to play. Joe, he's it's Russell Wilson. Right, he has played through some of the most ridiculous. Do you remember when he twisted both ankles and yes. he had both ankles taped and they called him the moon shoes? Like Russell Wilson. Yeah, and he looked better. Plays through, yeah, he looked he better then everything. than he does now. So yeah, he plays through everything. But um, I think that him playing is almost better for the Jets, which is crazy to think about. But like, I, I, I'm taking the Jets plus one point five. I'm sticking with them. These two teams have both been covering. Um, this season, they've both been doing well against the spread. So um, I'm, I'm taking these two teams. I mean, these two teams are nine and three. The Giants and the Jets combined are nine and three. You know, and they're both underdogs. On, I mean, they're both on the road, but against two teams that aren't great. Both against two teams that are both two and four with the Jaguars and the Broncos. So give me the Giants. Give me the Jets. Of your two locks, I would lean my team just because if it's Brett right, if it's Brett Rippin, um. I mean, it's Brett Rippon. It, it's not like it's, you know, Dan Marino or Montana backing up no. Russell Wilson. So, and I mean, you could have the argument, well, 
is ripping better than Wilson right now anyway, <laughs> yeah. and that whole thing, which is insane. Oh but, you know, the Jets, they have something to prove because they got absolutely embarrassed last week in week four against the Broncos in Denver. So they have a chip on their shoulder. It's a receipt they want to cash in. And I actually like this one. I don't have it, but I like it. Yeah. Um, my next one is actually a former Jet quarterback. Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith. Five. Or Russell, or Geno Smith, sorry. <laughs> we were talking about Russell. Geno yeah. Smith and the Seattle Seahawks plus the five. I, yeah. It's like I yeah, we were just in a time machine <laughs> to last year. But Seattle plus the five. I just think Seattle has the better coach. Coaching matters. This game, I just... Gino's been winning. Give me the hot hand and the Seahawks plus the five. Yeah, I think this is fair. I mean, again, we saw the Chargers in prime time. The one thing I will say is that the, the potential that Keenan Allen is back because he looks like he's a full participant for the Chargers. I think that matters so much. I think he's so integral to that offense um, for the Chargers um, and Justin Herbert. Um, so I think that will kind of, that will honestly be the way if I if I pick if I pick this game, I think it's going to be when I find out. Right, is Keenan Allen in? If he is, I'm taking the Chargers. If he's not, I'm taking the Seahawks because I think he matters that much to this team. Um, I think that um, this one is funny. This is now the, the our sixth pick that we've done, and I am going with another underdog. And I feel like this is um, this has been a product of this season, Joe. And talk about it quickly here. The underdogs have been winning. Throughout mm-hmm. the entire season, you know, look at look at the Falcons last week, you know, um, and I'm actually going to take the Falcons, the team that the Falcons beat, um, and that's the San Francisco 49ers plus three against the Chiefs. Now, yeah, okay, I sound crazy, but some of the picks I've been making this year um, have been too too chalky, and I don't think that this isn't this isn't a chalk season. This isn't an easy one. You the 49ers with just, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, I, I I go off Yahoo. I know that on maybe DraftKings. DraftKings it it. Switches, it shifts uh, a little bit. Some yeah, of them are... a lot more often. Um, yeah. And they lock in on Yahoo. So two and a half, that, that's okay for me. I, I think the 49ers actually win this game, which, I, again, I know it sounds crazy, but in San Francisco, they're a different beast. And um, they just come off an embarrassing loss to to the uh, to the Falcons. Um, they're going to be able to run the ball, I think, which is what they predominantly like to do with Jeff Wilson. And I think Jimmy G gets the job done. And again, as I said, Sometimes these picks don't necessarily need explaining, but with the 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 way that the season's been going, that's what I feel is like. The 49ers are just going to go in and get this job done, and I I I know that everyone on paper is like it's the Chiefs, you know, like they they do they do great in these kind of close spreads, but this is one where I just think San Francisco might come out on top. So I'm taking them at plus two and a half. I think you're insane. That's all I'm gonna Thank say you. about this. I think you're yeah. insane. Uh, it Thank might you. you might be just insane <laughs> enough for it to pay off, but I think yep. you're insane. My final one of week seven. This is another coaching matchup. Just like you know, I'm taking with Seattle. I'm taking Pete Carroll over Staley. Which, thank you. Um, I'm taking Mike Tomlin over Mike McDaniel. I don't know how Miami. I know Tua is back, but I don't think Tua is worth. This being plus seven, I don't. Um, I know Pittsburgh has looked awful 
like one of the worst teams in the league awful this year. But that's a statement win against Tampa Bay. That is, we're not just going to roll over and let our season go by the wayside. This is a winnable game anyway. I think that this line should be Miami minus three, just just a straight-up home field minus three. So if I'm getting four points, uh, give me give me Pittsburgh plus the seven. I will say something that I think I quoted you saying like two weeks ago to me, Joe. It's Mitch Trubisky. It might be Mitch Trubisky again here. Will that change <laughs> your perce- your perception on this pick? If it if it's Kenny Pickett, you'll you'll pick this because he might clear the concussion protocol. Oh no, Trubisky? trust me. I know I'm going against my number one betting rules. Never trust money with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. But this is Tua coming off of a concussion. Yeah. This is a Miami Normal team that per- looks in flux. Yeah. This is a Pittsburgh team that is getting healthy. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's an anti Trubisky pick. It's more of a, I'm more betting against Mike McDaniel, trying to have his team bounce back from a weird game against Minnesota, which was mm-hmm. very winnable. Now going up against the best coach they've probably seen all year, excluding Week One, in uh, in Belichick. Yeah. But Tomlin and that Steeler defense, it's something different. It's something they haven't seen all year. So I just – it's too many points. It's just way too many points. Yeah. So I'm going to buck the trend here. We've taken seven on the dog so far. Um, I'm going to take our first favorite here. Um, and you just mentioned favorite. I took my first team as a favorite. Was Arizona. That, Arizona. Arizona minus the two. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. I in so my head. The I, second favorite out of the eight picks. What's your? Yeah, what's the your... second uh, favorite out of the eight picks, and I'm going to take the Patriots minus eight. That's what the line was for me. I don't know what it is. On it the is still game. minus eight. Minus eight. Um, against the Bears. Um. Somehow Zappi has been getting it done. Uh, I don't know how, but I think that um, it doesn't look like Matt Jones is going to play this game, and by change something or rush a QB back when your team is winning. The Dallas did the exact same thing with Dak Prescott. They're winning under Cooper Rush. They didn't rush him back. It's fine. But with with the, the Pats, the Bears are bad, right? Yep. Their offensive line is bad. And everyone knows what the what the Patriots uh defensive line looks like. Justin Fields is going to be on his ass more uh-huh. in that game than any any player in the in, entire league. Um, he's going to be staring at the sky, wondering what on earth's going on. Because yeah, okay, he's been passing it a little bit more, but he's just going to try and have to be handing that ball off to Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery, or trying to throw. And I don't trust him to throw at all. Um, I feel like this is going to be this. Honestly, could be if Damian Harris plays. I reckon that there could be over 40, 45 rushes for the for the Patriots this game with Ramondi Stevenson and Damian Harris. And even, and even if they're not. They're going to just hand the ball off to him and they're just going to run this clock. And Belichick knows how to win. He knows how to win at home. So minus eight. Yeah, okay. It's quite a big spread. It didn't work out for me last week when I picked the Bucks at minus eight and a half. But who could have predicted that they not only wouldn't cover the spread, but lose the game outright? Um, but um, I, um, I'm i going to take the, the Pats minus eight um, at home to Chicago. I think of all of your picks this week, this is the most one that's ironclad. Belichick's just going to have a master class on defense to Justin Fields. He is going to run circles around uh, Iberflus, the new uh, head coach for the Bears. The Bears are going to 
finish that game and go, what was that? What happened? What mm-hmm. did we just witness? Because they're going, the Patriots are going to beat the Bears in every single facet of this game, and it's not even going to be close. It's going to be a similar score to what happened last week against the, the Browns and two weeks ago against the Lions. This is what just this is what Belichick does against bad coaches. This is what just happens. He outsmarts and outcoaches every single inferior coach he plays. So this is just going to happen again. And I, I, uh, I couldn't be in more lockstep with you with New England. So just to review our picks, Jack, you have the Giants plus the three, my Jets plus the one. San Francisco plus the two and a half, and New England minus the eight. I have the Thursday night game of Arizona minus the three. Houston in Vegas plus the seven. Seattle in L.A. against the Chargers plus the five. And Pittsburgh in Miami plus the seven. Jack, hopefully you get over 500 with these picks. You might be looking at your first three in one week. Very well. I don't know about that San Francisco pick, but... uh. But Who knows? there's a bunch of picks that we make that we just don't know. And I think this is one of those one of those ones where I'm just I'm kind of throwing a dart. Um, so <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see where it lands, because um, ultimately, the last couple of weeks, I've not done amazing. I think I had seven last week and five or six the week before of all the games. And that's and the games that I was hitting were ones that I was just like, I didn't really think that would come through. But I just mm-hmm. threw a dart, you know, and, and I think sometimes you've got to do that. You've got to go away from the chalk. So. Uh, and I, I hear you. Jack, tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that good stuff. So, actually, the um, so the Four Horsemen of Fantasy, still us. Um, we're posting on Spotify now and stuff as well. We had a really good conversation as a group, actually, last night and stuff, and we're going to start trying to push a lot more content um, out onto, onto our Instagram, and we're going to try and get a bit more structure to our podcasts and stuff as well, um, which is a bit of a probably we should have done at the start of the season but we're doing it now um and um we're, we've got some exciting stuff going up we had a we, we did a, a mid-season mock draft um just the first two rounds last night so go check that out that'll be live today um and yeah you'll follow us you're actually going to have structure with carlos in the fold yeah we're going to try well he, uh-huh. him and gil him and gil are the ones that are, are pushing for it and i think it, i think it's a really good idea so we're gonna we're gonna try our best to get some structure I, I'll, I'll see how that goes with, with, with Carlos <laughs> in the fold. That that man, he is anti-structure. I know. I know. But we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Thanks for having me on again, Joe, and uh, good luck this week. Thanks for having me. Take care, Jack. All right? Yeah, cheers. You too, mate. On this side of the coin of the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, j.sports.blogspot.com, and of course, this podcast. If you've reached this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you seem fit. If you're new to the show, please download the show. It means more to the show. Then you know if you're on iTunes, please give us a review. Huge thanks to SeatGeek, to uh, the Children's Programming Podcast, and to 7 Minute Stories for sponsoring today's episode. Three podcasts in two, in two days. Um, hope you catch everything. Hope the Yankees win tonight, game two of the ALCS. We got Sebi on the mound. I'm fine. Confidence level at a... Uh, at a 7.5, I'll give it a 7.5 for the confidence level for game two of the ALCS tonight. Uh, have a great weekend. Hope you win all your football bets. And until next time, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.